there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We know there are many podcasts out there that you have chosen us, and we are blessed and honored that you have done so. For more information about us, I would please encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out more information about us. We have a statement of faith. Ways to contact us, a prayer request play page, and also there is a podcast index page there, among other things. And on the podcast index, you can see a list of questions that have been uh, already answered and questions that we are working answers on. All of those have been received from listeners just like you over the course of a couple years now, and we enjoy trying to research and answer your questions. And we pray and hope that if you have a Bible question or a good compliment or prayer concern, that you would contact us. There is a prayer request page there as well on our webpage. And we're trying to post every week uh, at the same time that we post the podcast a country that we can all pray for together as a group, as a listener. So I know I have quite a few prayer warriors that listen and if you would go to the webpage or mewe.com, I will also post it there. Um, yes, we have a Facebook page, but we've been put in Facebook jail before, and it's not really a reliable way for us to communicate. I'll get it all out here in a minute. Uh, with all of our listeners, I realize that Facebook is the big boy on the block, and that's where most people are at. We will still continue to post uh, to Facebook when we can. Also, please note that we try our very best to release a new podcast each and every week. We try to do that on Saturday mornings. And so if you would hit that like button or and follow us, that you can get text alerts or emails of however your podcasting app works, that we have released a new podcast. And then we don't have to worry about Facebook and being in Facebook jail. You already know uh, that we have released one and so also uh, I want to thank everybody who has uh, prayed for this podcast I know there's a handful of folks who pray for it continually uh, we get several emails a month uh, just same thank you uh, and they're from folks from outside of the United States uh, who do not have uh, a good local church perhaps to go to. One of them was stating here a while back. Um, there's several little groups around the world, a couple right here in the U.S. that use this podcast uh, to do their weekly Bible study together as a church group. It's great. Uh, we, we appreciate that. And so, again, uh, please visit our webpage. More and more people are going to that. We get quite a few hits on the webpage each week. So, uh, please be sure to do that as well. And today, we're going to answer some questions that did come in through our webpage in this podcast. So, please get a Bible if you have one and follow along. I've always encouraged my listeners to have a Bible handy. Uh, whatever version or language that you're in, that's fine. Follow along if you do not have a Bible. You can go to our webpage as well and click on the Daily Bible Verse. And that will take you to a webpage there where you can 
uh, list, watch, uh, read, excuse me, the Bible there in different languages. You can listen to it as well. They have an audio there, and it's all free. So I would encourage you to do that if you don't have a Bible or access to uh, a Bible. And hopefully you can get to that webpage uh, wherever you might be. And our first question here uh, comes from Mary in Las Vegas. And wants to know why Jesus sent out 72 in Luke chapter 10. So let's, let's read that real quick. Luke chapter 10 where we can find the sending of the 72. Now after this, the Lord appointed 72 others, that would be outside the 12 that he already had, and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. Verse 2, And he was saying to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Verse 3, Go, behold, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Well, the reason Jesus sent out 72 was simply to prepare a people for Jesus to visit their town. And, and I mean, that's the short answer. And this was not really unusual in the ways in the time of Jesus. Uh, for example, this was the role of, of John the Baptist in Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 1. This is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it was written in the Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. Make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea was going out to him, all the people of Jerusalem, and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist, and his diet was locust and wild honey. And he was preaching, saying, After me one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. See, sending messengers out would be compared to us today of, of advertising on the radio or television and now even the internet. Uh, this idea of coming soon to a theater near you or coming soon uh, to a church near you. You know, these little bands, uh, Christian bands, they go around and they kind of do that type of thing. And so it's just a way of advertising, hey, Jesus is coming. Jesus is going to come talk to you. He's going to come preach. And Jesus uh, would be uh, somewhat known by this time. And so uh, in Luke chapter 10, he definitely is known by this time. And so everybody would have been excited. Uh, they would have gotten the message. They would have got the email or the text message, whatever. Hey, uh, Jesus is coming. And he's going to come and preach. And his preaching 
was astonishing that people really liked to hear him preach. He spoke with authority. He spoke as though he knew what he was talking about. It, it, it was a complete message. It made sense. They understood it. And it had applications to them. So, again, this is some of the reason that Jesus would have sent out uh, the 72. Another thought would be this, and most people don't realize this, or they kind of overlook it, uh, would be in Genesis chapter 10. There is a list of nations of the earth at that time. And that could be the underlying message also being the message of Jesus is for all uh, nations. And guess what? There's 72. So, uh, again, everybody needs to hear the gospel. No matter where they are living on the planet, they need to know who Jesus is. Notice again something else about carrying a message here back in Luke chapter 10 and verses 2 and 3. There are many lost souls, again, who need to hear the gospel. Even your neighbor, your co-worker, the students at work. Uh, I know we have really been programmed in America. You can't talk about Jesus here. It's okay if other people talk about their religion, but Christians have been singled out. You can't talk about that here. That's offensive. Well, the message of Jesus has always been uh, offensive. And we're going to answer a question here in a few minutes, maybe somewhat addressing that here. But, and so, again, the devil is always using people uh, to stop the gospel message. He's doing his best through persecution, uh, every time frame, every culture. Uh, Christians, true Christians have been persecuted. And think about this. Jesus was persecuted uh, by his own people who, who claimed to believe in the same God to be of the same faith as Jesus. It is no wonder why so many preachers are leaving the pulpit for overseas mission work. And uh, I know lots of preachers who are starting churches in their own homes just because of the persecution of the negativity in within the congregations in which they have served i've said it probably every week of the podcast it seems like for those who are always listening christianity is a grown-up game this is not a child's game it takes courage it takes determination and the will to teach the truth to practice the truth to study the complete word of god Maybe that's a hobby horse of mine, but I've been around some of these other church groups and different folks now, and, and all they want to talk about and preach about is comfort zones. Of They don't want to be uh, politically incorrect. They are teaching things that I really don't get. Why are you talking about this in church? Okay, And so uh, it's hard to find a church. Uh, I, I know we, we have a little group here that we study with, and we... And we sing and pray and, and whatnot and we, we I love our little group it is so hard to find a, a steady congregation that's going to teach everything uh, from Genesis to the amen and the last word in Revelation and so uh, I know it's kind of a pet peeve of mine that we really need to be studying the complete word of God so thank you Las Vegas for that question I, I hope I've answered it
Um, this is again why Jesus sent out. I mean, they they didn't have telegraphs, emails, cell phones, whatnot. And that was their way again of sending out a message. They might even have a local newspaper. So, printing press has not been invented yet. And the next question comes from Chicago. And the person didn't give their name, and that's okay. Uh, is Jesus a God a division? Well, most preachers are going to say no. That Jesus is a God of love. And this is absolutely true. He is a God of love. He loved us so much that he laid down his life that so you and I could have eternal life. Uh, just like us, we're, we're all made in his image. Um, we are not one-sided. We, we are well-rounded people in our lives, how we deal with family, work, school, church, whatever. Um, we, we play different roles in our, in our life. We're parents, grandparents, co-workers, spouses, you know. So we have this multiple roles that we all fill, and we just don't have uh, a, a flat personality uh, we are, again, real rounded people. There is a side of Jesus that we don't like to talk about very often. In fact, we don't want to talk about it at all. Uh, and that would be the wrath of the Lamb, that day of judgment. Uh, that's, that's something that causes division immediately with lots of people, lots of groups. And so, yes... Uh, Jesus is he's the God of division and so I want to read uh, from Luke chapter 12 Luke chapter 12 open your Bible and follow along starting in verse 40, 49 excuse me yeah verse 49 I have come to cast fire upon the earth and how I wish it were already kindled but I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Okay, he's, he's talking about his crucifixion there. But notice here in verse 51, this is all part of the same uh, conversation. Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? Well, most people would say yes, and he does give a peace. But notice his answer. I tell you, no but rather division. Verse 52. From now on, five members in one household will be divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided. Verse 53. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Okay, and he's saying this, verse 54, to the crowds. And so, what is this division that Jesus is talking about? I mean, you can also find the same conversation that Jesus, uh, in Matthew's account, same conversation in Matthew chapter 10, starting around verse 34. Do you not think I've come to bring peace on earth? I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And so, we need to try to understand and put this in the context that we all can 
hopefully we can grasp here and try to stay in context. There is a division that Jesus causes, even today. If you go to certain parts of the world and you become a Christian, your father, your mother, your, your husband, your whatever, uh, they will disown you. Okay? You can lose your rights. You could be homeless. You could actually be thrown in jail. And so, does Jesus cause division? Absolutely, he does. There, you can see division in, in Acts chapter 4 as an example, where the Jewish leaders are telling the apostles not to speak about Jesus, to stop doing these things, and of course their response is, it's better for us to obey God than man. And the Jewish leaders, they're worried about this division that's being caused by the gospel message. They are losing uh, people out of Judaism, and they're going into what we now today call Christianity. And so yes, there is a division that Jesus causes. That does not mean that we should be divided as Christians. We should all agree about the Word of God, that it is inspired, that Jesus really did come, He was born of a virgin, that Jesus has fulfilled all the prophecies of being the Messiah, His death, His burial, His resurrection, that He will return again, that there will be no secret second comings. When He appears, you're going to know it, and He will take us all with Him. There will be a judgment day. And so, uh, th those things we should agree on. We should agree on who the apostles uh, were, and what their roles and how they delivered a message, and that we need to deliver the message of the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. There needs to be a unity within uh, those who claim to be Christian, those who claim to be in Christ's uh, church. And so uh, there should not be divisions. And I mean, Paul will warn about the divisions in Corinth, he will tell them to knock it off. And you're going to find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 18. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that divisions exist among you. And in part, I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, so that those who are approved may become evident among you. Okay, and it goes on talking about the Lord's Supper, and but see, and but Paul says no, 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 no divisions, and sadly we have so many congregations that are divided amongst themselves even, and it's no wonder we have a hard time getting lost people uh, to come into Christianity when they see us all fighting and can't agree on anything. You can find where. James chapter 2 verse 6 he will say the same thing you know there's a division among the rich and the poor and Jude said uh, James excuse me says no I'm headed to Jude uh, verse 12 verse 11 uh, there's only one chapter here Jude verse 11 woe to them for they have gone the way of Cain and pay for they have rushed headlong into the air of Balaam and perished in the rebellion, rebellion of, of Korah. 
and, and he goes on to talk about how these men, uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're no good, okay? And so when, when two brothers in Christ, two sisters in Christ, they can't figure out, get along, they need to stop, quit fighting, quit dividing people. They need to study the Word of God perhaps together. Perhaps they need to find a, a mediator. More importantly, they need to be praying together to ask God to help them resolve the conflict. There is only one message. There is only one church. There's only one God. There's only one baptism. There's only one, one, one. That is God, period. It is nothing that has to do about us. We can do nothing on our own. Everything is about God, period. And so, and that's where some of the division uh, comes into play. The division, that type of division, is not what God wants. Whether to be, does Jesus uh, create division or cause division? Yes, just simply because of who he is. Uh, and so there was a division in heaven. Lucifer uh, decided he didn't want to be part of the deal. He thought he was better than God. And the division began. We have good and evil. And so... I hope that answers your question in, in Chicago. I, I know uh, we have quite a few listeners in Chicago uh, on a real regular basis, and so I hope that you're one of them. I appreciate you listening and uh, the nice comment and question, and that uh, may God bless you, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Okay, our last question comes from Australia, and I want to thank Australia, the land and under, for listening to us. I think it's pretty neat. I think it's just neat where this podcast uh, reaches all the different nations. We get a list, a report daily if I want to download it. I usually do it once a week. But uh, the numbers keep increasing. God is giving the growth. And I, I just think it's really, really neat. And this person's question is, in a previous podcast, she spoke of the Our Father. Our preacher tells us we are not to pray this prayer, that it is a mindless prayer. Well, I don't know that it's a mindless prayer. That really uh, would concern me. Um, I know most Christians have that prayer memorized. Uh, perhaps maybe another word for the description for this would be the disciples' prayer or the model prayer. I think it's a great example of how we are to pray. I mean, Jesus, I'm guessing your preacher is quoting Matthew uh, 6, 5 through 8, right before the uh, what we would call the Our Father. Um, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. And when you pray, go to your room, do so in private, do so in secret. Okay, and so uh, perhaps that's what he's saying. The context here, I think, that Jesus is trying to say is prayer should be a personal thing. It should be from the heart. It should be something that you put a thought process into. I'm not saying that we don't have parachute prayers, last moment type prayers of hope, uh, something is just having a bad day and you just kind of blurt something out to the Lord uh, without giving it much thought. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I also do not see anything wrong with reciting the, the uh, 
the Our Father. Uh, I, I know a lot of people that seems to be a controversy uh, about the prayer for some reason, but when, if you really read uh, the scripture here, and how Jesus words this, he says here, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, In this manner, therefore pray. Okay, here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Some say, forgive us our sins as we forgive uh, others who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Let it be so. Okay. This is a short prayer, but I think it's a great little prayer to start learning perhaps to pray. The most beautiful prayers in the Bible, in my opinion, is the book of Psalms. Wonderful prayers. In fact, many of those prayers we sing as songs uh, in church services. And so a lot of people don't realize that. And so uh, should we just pray that, that the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, carelessly, uh, without any thought? Uh, no, be careful with that. Okay, uh, I, I've watched the same people, older gentlemen, God bless them, I love them. They'll get up and lead a public prayer in worship and they'll pull it out of their pocket. And it's the same identical prayer that they've been praying for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, it's just the comfort zone that they are in. I think you can spot people who have a good prayer life when they lead prayer in a worship service, and so versus the ones that don't have a prayer life. But that doesn't mean they're not nervous. It doesn't mean sometimes they kind of struggle for words. I I think we all do that, and so again, I think. We need to just be careful here. I mean, Jesus is warning us when we pray that not to make the prayer meaningless. And so, uh, it should come from the heart. God wants to hear from us. Uh, if you want to say the Lord's Prayer, uh, the Our Father, really the Lord's Prayer is in John 17, as I stated in, I think, the podcast that you're referring to. I think we kind of talked about that. But... And so, nothing wrong with that. God bless you for asking that question. If you pray it and it's a sincere prayer, I, I, have, I see no problem with it. I sure would not criticize you for it. And I, I applaud you that you're wanting to pray. And I would hope and pray for you uh, that you'll continue to grow in your prayer life, in your studies, and your walk with Christ. Well, that just about wraps it up. Uh, for this segment of the podcast. Again, I want you to tell your friends about us. Hit that like button. Make sure you follow us. We have uh, more and more followers on SoundCloud now. Um, that's our main server, SoundCloud. And we have 
buy 600 now. And so uh, I think that's amazing. That's great. We certainly appreciate the prayers that you give for us. They are well felt and, and they are needed. And I know we have a couple who listen to us uh, from Indiana. Thank you for your financial support to help us pay the bills to keep this going. Thank you again for everybody. Uh, may God bless you and may He have the glory. Thank you.